Are you looking for new books to read? Do you like finding a new special author? Are you tired of the same old books from the same old authors? Well then, welcome to Discovered Wordsmiths, a podcast where you can hear from fantastic new authors. Join Steven Schneider as he finds and talks to authors you may not know, but authors that have worked hard to write great new books. Hear about their book and why you should check it out. So sit back and listen to today's Discovered Wordsmith. Hello and welcome to Discovered Wordsmiths end of the year, end of 2022. And we're going to finish off this year with a fantasy book by author Derek Hall, who is also a podcaster. And uh, it's going to be a fun, uh, exciting little episode. He and I had some great fun talking fantasy and books. So I hope you enjoy this episode. And I hope you had a great 2022. I hope you got some really good books for Christmas. And you have a stack way bigger than you could read for all of next year. And I hope some of those are authors that you found listening to Discovered Wordsmiths. So going into the new year, we've got a lot of the same of what we've been doing. Um, lots of new authors, lots of great books, lots of authors talking about writing their books. And we're going to have Tom back and we're going to have Roland back talking about books and bookstore issues and talking about uh, new issues out there facing authors. So a little bit of variety. I'm going to possibly bring back some more panels and get several authors on and talk various topics. Uh, we'll see how that goes. So if there's something you really like, something you didn't like, something you wish we did, let me know. Send me comments. There's a contact form at discoveredwordsmiths.com. We have a YouTube site. Check out the uh, videos that I post of the interviews, the clips. And there's a Facebook page if you want to discuss things. So check it all out. I hope it's been a great 2022 for people. And let's focus on the positive. Get into the new year with some great new books, great new authors. So. Here's Derek. All right. Good evening, Derek. It's an evening interview. It's good to see you. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm great. Waiting, hopefully, for some snow tomorrow because I like snow in December, personally. <laughs> I've had snow for two months. <laughs> oh, wow. Where are you located? I'm in Montana. Montana. Ah, yes. If you want some snow, that's yes. a good place to be. The frozen north. Derek, before we start talking about your book, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about you, who you are, and what you like to do besides writing? I am Derek Hall. I'm a fantasy author at this point. I think I can claim author. But um, I'm just a normal guy. I'm a working photographer, IT professional, outdoorsy fellow, like to hunt, fish, camp, all that good stuff. And I'm a massive nerd. I play d and I do all of that fun stuff, video games, movies, all of it. So... Whenever I have you, time, I do that. What do you do? For Mostly hardware and infrastructure. Okay. Networks, new machines, servers, desktops, that sort of thing. Build okay. machines, I, custom machines. Yeah. I'm a programmer. I've been struggling with an SSL issue today. Oh, 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 yes. I've done that too. And I, I'm a hardware guy. <laughs> I'm not a software guy. I was messing around with Python and some other crap last night going, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> oh, I love Python. That's a great language I discovered this year. So yeah, if you're going to get into it, that's a good one to get into nowadays. Yeah, that's what I heard, but it didn't so, help me out much. <laughs> and you like the camp stuff. Montana is a good state for that. Oh, it's um, fantastic. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that I've not, I don't think I've spent any real time in Montana. I might've driven through an edge of it somewhere that would love camping. I've, I've got a small uh, wooded area with a cabin on our property. Oh, and awesome. Everybody tells me to run electricity to it. And I'm like, no, we're keeping it no. more primitive. <laughs> yeah. No, I have a stove okay. and firewood and I go there to get away. Why do I need power? <laughs> exactly. You get it. You understand. Yes. I completely understand. We're IT guys. We do tech all day. We need some time yep. away. <laughs> yep, exactly. Exactly. What, with all of that going on, what made you want to start writing? And we're going to get into this a bit more on the second half when we talk about the elected writer. So just briefly a little bit, what got you into wanting to write your current book? I didn't want to write the book. <laughs> it's <laughs> itself upon me. So I, like I said, I play D and at the time I was running a group and as the game master and I did a lot of homebrew basically meaning I made up the stories and the situations and worlds and all of that stuff. And I was working on an idea for a new campaign and the idea got both too big and too small for D and D at the same time. It was too specific to let players come in and ruin it. And I just pretty said, screw it. I'm going to write it down. So eight months later, I ended up with a novel and then another and, now another. I just finished book two on Sunday. Wow, great. And that's interesting because that's one of the things when I talk to parents about getting their kids to write and getting into writing, that's one of the things I encourage them to do. I sometimes a little nervous about it because I'm just waiting for the parents to like, oh my gosh, D D. That's still that it's hangover. Evil. But yeah, yeah, exactly. There's um, still some of that, but story making abilities and thinking exactly. of characters and all that is great practice. And I even tell parents, I'm like, look. You can do D&D. You don't have to have all the demons in it or things like that. You can leave out what you don't like and what your kids to be yeah. a part of. That's fine. But you need some sort of adventure, some sort of conflict. It's a great way of building yeah. those stories up. Yeah, exactly. It's a really good way to learn the fundamentals of storytelling. So, yes. you know, you need the tension, you need the build up, you need the character arc, you need the history, the backstory, the world building, all of that. And it's a fantastic way to get into it. And it's a great practice if later you want to get into storytelling for video games because of the nature yes. of D&D, it's not linear. So it's another good way to absolutely. Before we start talking too much tech and D&D and everybody turns off, let's talk about <laughs> your books. So tell us what are the books called and tell us a little bit about them. I have, it started with an idea for D and that turned into what I was hoping to be a standalone novel and ended up not being a standalone novel. Now I'm hoping it's going to be a trilogy, but who knows? <laughs> Anyone well, yeah, who writes my, knows my pain. A short story I was making for an event in Kent turned into a seven book series. So yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I can relate right. to that. Yeah. So, so, so tell us about them. I am a very traditional fantasy reader. I like things that fall into a very traditional fantasy vein small party, going on an adventure, fighting bad guys, saving the world, that sort of thing. Very straightforward Tolkien-style fantasy. Okay. Except I don't take 10 pages to describe a single leaf. That's what I did. I took my... I have my main character. Her name is Anara. And this is a... It's a YA fantasy, young adult fantasy. So she's in her teens and is forced out of her home and sent on this grand quest and gets tied up in all sorts of things. So that's what I did. That is entitled Ketron Odyssey. And that is book one of what I am calling the Crimson Prophecy series. 
Okay. Nice. And then in the process of writing that, I added a side character that outgrew his part and ended up with a prequel. So that's out there too. That is called The Trials of Tiarsis. And that's pirates and revenge and lost love and all sorts of fun things in there. Hey, that's the great thing. Fantasy can handle just about any other genre. Oh, stuck I know. In there I love it. it. I love it. Yeah. Okay. So you mentioned Tolkien and other, mm-hmm. what type of, what other books out there would you say are similar to yours, similar to your writing, similar to your style? Similar to my writing. I had a friend compare it to, um, oh crap. I don't remember the guy's name. The Dresden. Novels. Oh, Butcher. Yeah. I had a friend compare it to Butcher very loosely. I haven't actually read Butcher in 10 years, so I couldn't answer to that. But I've a lot of people, and I would say this is probably right. There's a big influence from Christopher Polini and his inheritance cycle. That's always been a favorite of mine. So there's an influence from that. There's a little bit of Alison Goodman. There's a little bit of a lot of things. Like I said, I'm a nerd. It's packed full of references and Easter eggs and all sorts of things like that. And um, yeah, it's, I don't know how to describe that. I leave it to the readers to do that. (laughs) Okay. It wasn't Paolini like a teenager when he wrote that first book, the dragon one. Yeah, Yeah, he was 15. Right. That was after my time, but it's actually, I have a copy on my shelf. I just haven't read it yet. I haven't read it in a few years. I can't speak to how well it holds up, but I've enjoyed it for many years. Nice. Okay. There's a good recommendation. (laughs) So what have people been saying about your books? What's the feedback been like? Feedback has been limited, but good. Overall, good. Lots of comments on great characters, great pacing, great plot. Everything moves and flows like it should. And don't get bogged down. The only reason I put it down is so I actually sleep before I have to go to work in the morning, that sort of thing. And that means a lot to me because I didn't set out to actually publish this. I more set out to get a story out of my head and prove to myself that I could. So it's really nice to have put so much work into something and have people be enjoying it. Yeah, that's great. And I think there are other writers out there similar that you just got to get it out. So did your gaming group read the stories? I've tried to get them to read the stories and uh, no, Uh, (laughs) I think maybe one of them has read it. (laughs) That seems to happen. I kind of don't push friends and family too much because when they feel pressured into it. Yeah, I try not to. I have some, I have some family that have read it. I know my mom read it. My sister was talking about reading it and that sort of things. I've got some long distance friends that have read it, but most of the locals are either I don't read books or I don't have time. So <laughs> yeah, that's a cop out, but whatever. I um, know. <laughs> so have you thought of reversing and turning the stories into back into a and d module adventure? So one of my characters in the, that made it into the stories is actually a direct ripoff of one of my D and D player characters that got twisted and rearranged and put back together Frankenstein style and put into a book just because I liked his, the concept of the character and I liked the name and I wanted to use it. And then I don't know, probably six, eight months ago, a friend of mine started another D and D campaign and I don't have to DM this time. So I get to play and guess who I pulled out of the fridge. (laughs) Nice. So All right. I pulled my book character out this time 
and am playing the book character in the D&D game, which is a fun full circle for me. Nice. Okay, good. Now, other than D&D, what would you choose? Would you rather see your stories as a movie or a TV show? Movie. Movie? Why is that? You may, you answer that like you'd already thought about it. <laughs> I have. I've thought about it extensively. I even fantasy cast the whole thing for a <laughs> critique group that I'm in. But yeah, movie. I think it's better suited to a movie. I think okay. a TV show would drag it out too much. I get a lot of people saying, oh, the new TV shows is great. You get more time to tell the story and expand. But there are just yeah. some stories that need that two-hour time slot, and that's all it needs. I run well, a little longer than that, and you'd probably have to break it up by book. But yeah. still, I think a movie would be better suited. That's good that you realize that, just going for what the trend is. I like that. So. Where can we get the book? And do you have a website? I do have a website. DerekHallAuthor.com is my website. There's info there on the books, the characters. I've got a map up there, all sorts of fun stuff to check out. And there's even a link to my podcast, which I don't know if you want me plugging that in yeah, here. Go but... ahead. Please do. I was going to bring that up, right. actually. Okay. Yeah. So I also have a podcast. I have my own with a very good author friend of mine, Christina Lefave. We do the What If South is Up podcast, which is a it's a game show version of world building. So we will okay. randomly ask a what if question and then apply it to the worlds that we're writing and talk about it. So it, it's a lot of fun. We have a great time with it. Oh, that sounds great. I'll have to make sure we'll get links in on the show notes for any fantasy readers that want to check out a cool podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Great. So when you're writing these episodes, what are some of the what if questions? What if the continents were actually on the back of giant creatures? What if everyone suddenly gained the ability to fly? What if magic completely disappeared from your world? That sort of thing. And It'll stop and make you think because you're writing as you're creating a world and writing a story as an author from a very specific sort of viewpoint. You have all the information in your head. And then when you're suddenly presented with something you didn't plan for, you, you kind of sit and scratch your head and go, I don't know. Why don't you answer that first? <laughs> yeah, that, it, that's... yeah, it's helped us fill out our world building and build on what we already had and being able to riff off of each other and talk about it with each other. Somebody will bring up a point that we didn't think about and be like, oh yeah, actually that kind of changes everything. So like it's that. a really fun exercise. Yeah, that sounds great for authors. Have you written any short stories based on these thinkings and episodes? Not based on the episodes. No, I have not. I struggle to write anything short as evidenced by my one book turned into who knows how many i managed a novella that's about as good as it's gonna get <laughs> okay got it all right so what are your plans for upcoming books upcoming i have what i'm hoping to be a trilogy i just finished drafting book two it's going to go through proof and edit and betas and all that fun stuff in the next couple of months and i have a whole nother book to write and while book two is going through betas and edits and all of that, I'm planning to do a couple more novellas or maybe a handful of short stories, depending on how they turn out, pulling characters and expanding on them in a way that the main story won't let me do. Good. Nice. So how many 
do you have planned right now that you're doing? Three main novels and probably five or six little side offshoots. Okay, that's and good. And that's just in this one world. If I get beyond that, I have a spreadsheet of projects. That I'm yeah, oh, who doesn't? On at some point, but right. yeah. Who doesn't have all this stuff? It's like, I could be writing until doomsday, yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, Derek, who are some of your favorite authors and books that you've read? You mentioned a few earlier. Are those Did. your favorites, or do you have... They definitely come highly regarded. Alison Goodman's Dragon Eye Chronicles, I think it's called. There's two of those, Dragon Eye Chronicles, Dragon Eye series. I don't remember exactly. It's Dragon Eye something. There's two of those, Aeon and Ayana, and they are amazing. I tend to read a lot of more young adult sort of stuff. Polini is a favorite. Tolkien, obviously. You can't love fantasy and not like Tolkien on some level. Let me ask you, are you yay or nay on Silmarillion? I tolerate the Silmarillion. Okay. I couldn't get past like page two. My my son, I, that's his favorite Tolkien book. I've read it. I've read everything that has Tolkien on the cover at some point, including the histories and the appendices and all of that, because I went a little nuts in high school. I tolerate the Cimmerillion and the Lays of Beleriand and History of Numenor and all of that fun stuff, but I love Lord yeah, of the Rings and I, Hobbit. I've read the, the Lord of the Rings a couple times, and it, yep. it just wasn't the series really for me i enjoyed the early stuff but once i got to return of the king i honestly mm -hmm. can't tell you what happened in return of the king i was more of a dragonlance <laughs> guy growing up yep dragonlance is good i only found those a few years ago oh there's um, a ton they just oh, no. Hickman just came out with a new one yeah it was okay but it's the beginning of a trilogy so i'm hoping it steps up a little right. and um, also the inklings that tolkien and c.s lewis and a few other uh, yeah, got together. There was a book written called Bandersnatch about the Inklings, and I interviewed that author on an earlier episode. So if you're interested, you should go check it out because she had a lot to say about her research. I've already been there. Okay. <laughs> I saw that and went straight for it. Good. <laughs> yeah, no, that was a good one. I enjoyed that. It was a lot of interesting information and abrupt book purchase. But <laughs> really cool because she printed it through Kent State University Press, which is like eight miles from me. So it was just this okay. whole weird thing because she's from Cleveland, but doesn't live there now. So I was like, oh, okay, this is destiny. <laughs> I know where you live now. <laughs> yeah, I, I live back in uh, Everybody knows that. I talk about that all the time. All right. So do you have a favorite bookstore that you like to go to close to where you live? I live in a tiny little town that has more inmates than normal citizens. We are home to the <laughs> well, state we have prison. More towels. Yeah, there's more towns. My tiny little town has one bookstore. And I don't get in there very often, but I do love it. It's your definitely your small town bookstore. It's about half used and half new and everything's dusty and feels like you're going to end up getting into some sort of adventure if you turn down the wrong aisle. And I love that place. It's great. What's it called? Browsing Bison Books. Browsing Bison. I love that. All right. I'm going to put a link to that. In there too. I like to great. encourage people to go check out little bookstores in their travels. Yeah, no, it's small for sure, but it's got that small town charm. Love it. Me and my kids, when we used to go on vacation, that was always a destination. Find a local bookstore or two oh, and yeah. go there. So, yeah, I love yeah. that. All right. So, Derek, to wrap up talking about your books and we'll move on to author stuff, let me ask you this one last question. If someone came up to you and said, Derek, I heard you wrote some fantasy books, 
Why should I get them and read them? What would you tell them? If you enjoy fantasy with an underdog flavor and tie-ins to real-world problems, you'll probably enjoy the book. If you okay. feel like you're being faced with something that you can't do or don't know how to do or think is too much for you, you'll probably enjoy the books. Okay. Great. I love that. Thank you. Hi, if you enjoyed this episode of Discovered Wordsmiths, please support the author. Go to their website, go to Amazon, look them up, get the book. And if you click on the link that I have in the show notes, you'll also help support the podcast so I can keep the hosting and all the software I use and uh, keep it running for to help more authors. When I am recording this, we've got over 100 episodes, lots of authors. Go to the website discoveredwordsmiths.com check it out there's a lot of great authors probably in some genre that you love see what they have check out their books that's what the point of the podcast is for so people can discover new authors find some new books they love support the authors so they can continue writing so please support them and if you do like the podcast if you've been thinking of podcasting or you're a writer i've got some links also at the website Click on those if you're interested in any of the software or services that I talk about. Everything that I have there is something I use, so I've got an affiliate link. Again, it's a little bit, if everyone clicked on those, if they were going to get it anyway, it helps keep the podcast going. So let's all help each other out, discover more authors to read. Thank you for listening to Discovered Wordsmiths. Come back next week and listen to another author discuss the road they've traveled and maybe sometime in the near future, it might be you.